sinners and saints. Dust off those horns and halos. It's time for Alec After Dark. Greetings from the land of snake handlers. Uh, Actually, let me clarify that. When I say land of snake handlers, I'm talking about myself and I'm talking about snake handling of the homo sapien kind, not snake handling of the reptilian kind. Although in this area, there are some of those types of people as well. There are several of those extremist types of religious people that believe in snake handling. And I think you can find them mostly, well, the ones that are still alive, uh, mostly on the Kentucky-Tennessee state line. That is definitely hill country up there, and you just don't mess with those folks, if you know what I mean. So, welcome back to a new episode of Alan After Dark. I hope you're feeling sexy. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling horny. If I can personally say that I enjoyed a really nice orgasm last night, and uh, that's all I'll go on about that. No need to add to that information. We'll just run with that and know that I do keep my secrets very close to the vest. Actually, it's not a secret. I choose not to share that part. It was like I was saying last week, the names are changed to protect both the guilty and the satisfied And based on the orgasm, I would have to say, he was very satisfied. I'm sorry, let me uh, crack open my Diet Pepsi here and have a sip. Sorry about that. I should have had it open before I started recording. But, you know, we're all just sitting here having a nice chat anyway. So does that really matter? So anyway, I think what we're going to talk about this week, it's going to be a, a serious discussion But I want to lay out some ground rules or parameters up front. We're going to be talking about self-esteem issues in a from a personal perspective. But I want to say up front, I have a terrific life. I have wonderful people that I love in my life. I have tremendous friends. I have success. I have everything that I need to have a happy life. I can't complain about anything in my life at this point. I am happy with where I stand in my life. Does that mean that I'm, I'm satisfied with everything? Of course not. There are still goals that I have. There are still things that I want to do in my life. But all in all, I am very happy, very lucky, and just in a great place. And I think I have the confidence now to discuss the issues that I had growing up, not only with being gay, but being an ugly kid. I said that bluntly because I think it needed to be said bluntly. Now, I don't want this to be like a story from a Hallmark movie or something like that. It's not going to be one of those ugly duckling becomes a beautiful swan I'm not some kind of hero. I'm not patting myself on the back here. I just want to tell my story. So hopefully it will help someone understand that you can get through crap that happens, especially when you're young. And maybe if 
you're not one of those people, maybe if you're one of the assholes who likes to pick on people for, for being ugly, maybe you'll have second thoughts of, about being that kind of asshole. I doubt it, but you know what? It's worth a shot, right? So I guess we'll take a trip back in time to when I first discovered that I was ugly. You know, it it is not uncommon, is it, how cruel children can be. And I first got the hints that I was ugly very early. I think I was in sixth grade, I believe, even though I probably should have realized it before. I do think, you know, I became a personality that now is self-deprecating and makes fun of myself more than I make fun of anyone else. And that's my choice. But I do wonder sometimes, did it stem from the experience I had when I was young? And I have to say that, yeah, it did. So the very first time when I understood that I wasn't as attractive as I hoped I was, I become friends with a girl who was, I guess, quote unquote, dating a a guy in my class. She was in a grade below me, but she and I were friends and she had talked about him all the time. I guess even at that age, that young age, I was already becoming the quintessential 90s sitcom gay best friend to a straight girl who was finding love and needed someone to complain to all the time. And I guess I became that person. Well, eventually, like as would be expected, she and the classmate, my classmate, they broke up, so to speak. And she made no secret to other people that she wanted me to be her new boyfriend. I didn't know this. I hadn't heard it, but people were talking about it. So I was in the cafeteria. I was eating my lunch. I was sitting at the table where I always eat. And the girl, let's call her Tanya, I guess. Tanya was in line to get her her lunch plate, and she was talking to a girlfriend of hers in line, and I was right there. I was sitting at the table closest to the line, and she had pointed me out, and she says, that's the guy, that's Alan, that's who I want to date. And the girlfriend with her looked at me and sneered, and, and she said, him? I didn't even know the girl, but I have to say that cut so deep and I didn't understand exactly why she would have done that. It it didn't really dawn on me, but you know, looking back on it over the years, I realized she didn't, she thought I was ugly. She did. And just the way she sneered and said that really did affect me. So this caused quite a stir and my classmate who didn't really like me anyway, was with all of his little posse. And after lunch, back in the classroom, he was like, hey, Alan, did you know that Tanya wants to date you? That she likes you? And I just just shrugged and says, well, I don't like her that way. So there's nothing for you all to worry about on that. And uh, nothing came of it. You know, she found somebody else. I don't know who. Actually, she moved away, I think. But I was left with the other girl, Tracy, we'll call her, with that comment that, struck so deep and it made me feel well it made me feel awful it made me feel like I was ugly she I gave her too much credibility there even though 
I could look in the mirror myself and know that I'm not attractive, you know, and that stuck with me. You know, I thought, you know, I look good in pictures. I thought all the teachers love me. I had some good friends in elementary school, uh, not many, but I had several. I didn't understand that attractive, being attracted to someone is an individual preference in essence. I mean, you have what checks the boxes. We all do. There's certain people that we just find absolutely attractive and there's other people that we don't. There are people that go crazy over George Clooney and I never thought he was that I never thought he was that hot myself. He is definitely attractive. It just wouldn't be someone that I would have pursued if the opportunity came. Now, granted, there's a difference when you think about George Clooney, the star, versus George, the guy down the street. So in that context, of course he's hot. He was a, he's a Hollywood superstar. He, was a, he is attractive. So on that level, sure, we'd probably all jump on it. But I wonder, you know, that's the difference. Certain people, I mean, Willem Dafoe is a fantastic actor. But if he was living down the street, I don't think many women would be jumping all up on that. Now, I guess I'm sounding like an absolute fucking hypocrite right here because I'm talking about other people's attractiveness when I'm talking about myself being ugly. So I am just using train of thought on this episode. So forgive me, but I'm trying to lay out the groundwork here for why I felt the way I did, why we can't seem to help being critical of people when it comes to their physical looks, their appearance. So with that knowledge of this person and how she said it, I carry that with me and I become more guarded about my appearance. I couldn't change. We were poor. You know, there was only so much money for clothes. I couldn't go to get a my haircut other than the local barber that was the cheapest, you know, and a haircut can't fix ugly if you are ugly in the eyes of your peers. So anyway, I went on through school forward with this notion, realizing that there were a lot more cuter people in class than me, that I was at best, at best average. At worst, I was looked like hammered shit. So let's flash forward a few years and I can't remember, but there had been a death in the family, like a great aunt or something like that. And also being the son of a Baptist deacon, you tended to be dragged to virtually every gathering for funerals, etc. in the whole community. And it's hard to explain really quickly, but in the Bible Belt, in the South, in this area where I live, when there is a death, typically the community comes together, they bring food and things to the home of the person that had died, and people gather together in the evenings. They're there visiting with family, sympathizing with them. This would be before a funeral. So the whole family is gathered together in support of the of the, the grieving family. And most of the kids were outside. I mean, it is, you're still allowed to be a child, a kid. And some kids were playing and such. And I, I being a, a little bit older in high school at that time, I was just kind of out there watching the other kids play and chatting with a few of my cousins. And, and my brother was playing with some of the, the other boys and I'm standing there 
And another cousin, a distant cousin, was talking to a girl, and I'm standing there looking right at them, and she just says, she, she looks right at me and points and says, he is so ugly. And I, and I am standing right there seeing her say it, and the people around started laughing. My brother started laughing, and it cut me to the quick. However, I was developing my wit at that time. And I just looked at her and, and I'm like, so you think you're, you think you're attractive? Have you looked in the mirror? You, you look like the ass end of a horse. And people laughed at that. And I guess, you know, the part that hurt the most was that my brother laughed, you know, and it's one of those things where, well, he had his own issues too. We won't go into them at this point, but I think with our sibling rivalry, even though we have a five year difference in age, he enjoyed if I was being hurt in some way that he just loved that it was me getting cut to the quick on something like that versus him. So that made two people over a period of time that said that I was ugly and it hurt. It really did. When you have lots of people saying that you're ugly, well, you know, I know it's just two that I've mentioned, but for a person of that age, Two feels like a million people. If you're not hearing that you're attractive from anyone, but you're hearing that you're ugly and they use the word ugly, it really does stick, even though you should be able to put that aside, like I said. But so anyway, moving forward, I did start developing a little bit more, getting through puberty, which was a very awkward time for me. Started developing toward manhood, adulthood, and by the time I was a senior in high school, I think that my senior pictures changed everything. I looked relatively good in my senior picture, so much so that people commented when they saw it that I, I looked really good in that picture. But I guess everyone should look good in their senior picture, right? And then, so getting out of high school and stuff. Okay, you remember just a couple of weeks ago, I talked about my sexual encounter with my boss, Jack. Well, at that company, the CEO, who I will gladly say now, was a total jerk asshole of a guy, still is from what I understand. He actually made the comment that he didn't hire attractive people because attractive people are distracting if you hire unattractive people, they'll just do the work and get it done right. That was the kind of bitch he was. So calling someone ugly is brutal, but are you really saying they're ugly? Or are you saying that they are just not attractive to you? And I think that's what we're getting at. And we believe that just because we're not attracted to someone, we have the right to call them ugly. And maybe you do. I mean, it is, well, for now, it's still basically a free country. But I just think in those terms right there, what I said about George Clooney is that I'm just not attracted to him in a physical way. So I don't mean him any harm. I would never call him ugly because he's not ugly. I don't know, but a few people that are ugly, you know, like, well, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, all the racist pig ass bitches out there. They are. But that's for more about who they are, their personalities than it is. A physical look but if I look like a pumpkin with a wig on top I think uh, I would be ugly too so 
Yes, I said that, come and get me. So there were three people throughout those early years of my life that had referenced to me being ugly or not attractive. And what happens there is that it does diminish your self-esteem. It makes you feel like you can't, you shouldn't try, you shouldn't ask out the guy you really want to go out with. You shouldn't even think about pursuing a really hot guy because they're going to reject you anyway because you're ugly. So don't even try. So what I did was I would pursue people that I wasn't necessarily attracted to, but they had expressed an attraction to me. Several times in my days, my early days of exploring my sexuality, I would go out with guys that were selfish, were controlling, were cruel in their own ways. It almost felt like that I had some sort of scarlet letter on my body that said, hey, here's an easy target. You can manipulate him. He is worn down. He wouldn't leave even if you're almost physically abusive. Now, let me just say here, I have never been physically abused. I have, well, let's just say that if someone attempted to physically abuse me, that I would have whopped them upside the head and they would have as many bruises on them as I would have had on me. I just, I detest violence. I think it is just repulsive to think about someone abusing someone they, that they supposedly love or care for. But when you do have that low self-esteem and you have this image of yourself as not being attractive, that's what happened to me. And as I was exploring more, I was going out to the gay clubs and such. And I was, you know, I was just a regular guy wearing jeans and a shirt and a baseball cap sometimes and my sneakers. But apparently I wasn't as unattractive as I thought because I started getting drinks bought for me. I got, I have guys approach me and say something to me and I got to hook up with some of the hottest guys in town over the years. And it was, that was that other epiphany when I did realize that some, that quite a few guys found me attractive. I kind of went what you call hog wild. I hooked up with a lot of different guys over uh, several years in my early days. And I don't regret any of them. That's when I changed and I became probably what people would call the bitch because it really stroked my ego that I was hooking up with some of the hottest guys in town. I didn't date them. We were hooking up. So I don't, I wasn't a kiss and tell kind of guy, even though one of the guys I did date, I did fall for and I did develop a jealous streak. And I'll, I'll give an example of this too. I was just hooking up with guys and sometimes the hookup would lead to maybe going out on a date or two or three or four, depending. And so at my lowest point, before I'd really realized that I could probably date someone that was more, I was more attracted to, I was seeing this guy who I don't know why. I can't explain it. I wasn't attracted to him. Once again, he had been married to a woman. He had at least two kids. He had a fucked up life. He was reckless and actually stupid in a lot of ways. And I say that with all due respect, but he was stupid. And I allowed that to manipulate me. Well, it, it wasn't long, three or four dates, that I finally just broke it off. And I'd had, during this whole time, there was a guy 
that had been coming out to the bar, to the club, dancing and stuff. And I, he had caught my eye right away. And we're going to call him, we'll call him Mike. And he reminded me so much of Jack, the one I had worked with, the married guy that I'd fooled around with, who was my boss. He reminded me in the size, the shape. He reminded me of him. And I had talked to him a couple of times trying to see if there was a connection. And he he didn't reject me, but he didn't really seem that excited about it. So we kind of drifted. I would say hi to him on a night that he was there and he'd say hi back and we might bump into each other and offer a grin. And then one night I see him on the dance floor dancing with my ex guy, the stupid idiot that I had just uh, broke up with. And I didn't, I just was like, I was like, well, you know, maybe it's just a hookup. And I just kind of like, maybe they're just dancing or whatever. So I kind of dismissed it. Well, the ex, he always would make it a point if he, if I was there and he was there, he had to, he just had to say something to me and he had to rub it in that he had slept with Mike knowing that I wanted him. And what did I do? I blamed Mike for whatever reason. And it was just the most bizarre thing. I looked at Mike. I, I just acted like he was an asshole. And, and it was my own stupidity on that. I let my ego be damaged by an asshole that I wouldn't have dated in the first place had I had better, stronger self-esteem. Ironically, though, uh, wasn't even a year later, Mike and I did sleep together a few times. And in our pillow talk, he brought that up. He said, you remember that night you were just, you were leering at me and you flipped me off. And I told him, I said, how is it that I just didn't understand that he could like this ex of mine? He didn't find me attractive, but he found him attractive. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. There were things I'm not going to bring up, but let's just say that the ex had some significant flaws that in the personality area that really made him very unappealing. And my thought was, is God, if I can't even keep that, if you like that over me, I just couldn't believe it. Anyway, he just said, no, he said, we talked about it. Mike and I talked about it in bed. We talked about how he also had low self-esteem and he didn't know, he was so unsure about relationships and stuff. And he just wanted someone to pay attention to him. And he thought that I was too attractive for him. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought I had low self-esteem. He really had low self-esteem. It was uh, a bit shocking to hear him say that. But anyway, Mike and I never worked out. And he went on. He's happily married to a man. They've been together forever. Yes, I'm jealous. But he and I are friends now. And I do respect him and admire him. I just wish, and he mentioned it too. He said, if things had been different, it could be me and you. And that's that's a great notion. It's a great thought. Uh, I don't believe it. I think, I think the circumstances worked out the way they should have. And I have to just accept that and move on with it and keep going, which is what I've done so far. So as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate my ugliness. I'll explain that in more detail in just a few minutes, but... What I'm saying is, is that I think, and this was from a guy that I had become friends with. I guess we had our own little ugly duckling club or whatever. And he, he just said one time, one night, he just said, fuck it. 
we're the ugly ones. We've got nothing to lose. We know they're going to say no when we ask them if they want to fool around, hook up for the night. But sometimes they're going to say yes. And he was absolutely right about that. If your goal isn't relationship oriented, you just want to get your rocks off. Being the ugly guy willing to take a shot is it's just it's just freeing. You just you're just Oh, well, they said, no, I'll go on to the next person if I want to. If I'm really looking for something, it'd be nice to have that one. But if if you know what, if not, there's somebody else else who will say yes, if you're just looking for a hookup. Now, I had a a, a girlfriend that I hung out with for several years at the bar at the dance club. And we were actually nicknamed by the head bartender, Partners in Crime. Because she was straight, but she really knew how to work the straight guys at the bar. And we would kind of coordinate together. We would we were each other's wingmen when we wanted something. You know, if we wanted to pursue one, we worked together to get that person hooked up with. And one night we were there and she was really horny and there were no straight guys, or at least it didn't seem to be straight guys. It was a it was a slow crowd, but this guy comes in and jaws were dropping. I mean, left and right. He walked in. You could tell he was uncomfortable that he had he had never been there before. And he goes straight to the bar, orders a beer. And I am watching him and my friend Jessica, she's like, oh my God, he is the hottest thing that's been in here in ages. I was like salivating too much to actually say anything back at that point, but then I noticed that someone had bought him a beer and then here come another beer. And she just looks at me. Jessica just looks at me and says, you better get your ass over there and get your shot in because somebody is going to snatch him up. And uh, I walked over, introduced myself. After a little bit of conversation, I said, do you want to go somewhere? And he said, yes. And I got that hot, hot, hot guy that nobody would have ever guessed that I could have gotten. Uh, ironically though, he was there because, well, after, well, during the pillow talk, he, he confessed that the next day was his wedding to a woman and he wasn't so sure he needed to see, he needed to explore the gay part to make sure that he wasn't making a mistake. And I have to be honest to your people. I looked at him and said, Based on what we just did, I think you're making a mistake if you marry marry this girl that you're going to marry. And anyway, as far as I know, he went through with the wedding, never saw him again. But it was, I still have that wonderful memory stored in my head that I'll never forget. So I've got one more example of being called ugly, and maybe this will kind of factor it all in. So uh, for uh, several years later, I had a, a, a group of friends. There were four of us, but usually just three. One of us would get tired and go home early, but there were really three of us. And one of the, we'll call him Steve. He is notoriously quiet. He rarely talks. And he is very good with like little league coaching and things like that. He, he always helps out for the kids' baseball team or softball teams. He was always a good coach. He loved to play golf. He was an athletic type, but he was a, he was a lean kind of athletic type. 
And but he was he was always so quiet. He would literally come into the bar. Me and the others would be chatting. He would be standing there holding his drink with both hands sometimes, and he'd be staring straight at the television and never looking around. He would rarely move from that spot except to go to the bathroom or if someone tried to engage him in conversation. So one night, I am just having a blast. I am dancing with guys, partying up, laughing and cutting up, running back and forth. Anyway, I would always come back to the bar where we all, where he always stood, and I would plop down beside him to get uh, Rick, our bartender, make me another drink back in those days. And he was make, Rick was making my drink, and I could tell that Steve was really upset about something, and I'm like, "What is it? Nothing." Oh, come on! I can tell you're 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 mad or aggravated about something. So what is it? And he he just says he goes, "Well, I just don't understand." And I'm like, "Don't understand what?" He says he said, "Well, you have all these guys all over you, and you're not even attractive." Yeah, he said that, and I chalked it up to him being drunk. And so for a minute or so, I took it in my eyes probably turning red as I glared at him. And I said, well, first of all, shithead, I have the balls to actually talk to somebody. I don't just stand here like a bump on a log, staring at a TV, afraid to move. So if you'd get your ass out there and say something like hello to a guy, you might get some attention too. So don't be heaving your issues on me. And um, he did change a little bit after that. I put him in his place and he did apologize. But I was so grateful for my response there. I was confident then in my ugliness. You know, it's love or hate either way anyway. Not everybody's going to find you attractive. Not everybody's going to find you likable. But for me, I learned how to own that. And I'll always be happy with my ugliness. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Alan After Dark. I hope you've had fun and have been entertained. Remember, take life by the balls and be real. We'll see you soon.